Remember that time Jesus went up on a mountain and got all shiny? Wait, Jesus has superpowers? Like, beyond the normal superpowers, but light superpowers? about the transfiguration you guys remember this story yes it's a I big word this morning in preparation for this <laughs> sure i heard of that this morning yeah yeah uh, i looked it up this morning what are you talking about Jamie? yeah it's a it's a very strange story if you recall jesus takes only a few of his disciples tells them never to speak of this until he's gone <laughs> but uh, he then goes up on a mountain uh and him, Peter, James, and John, they go up on a high mountain, and then he's transfigured before them, which I, I love that that's just kind of stated like, oh, you get it, right? <laughs> you know, like, Jesus shines was bright like a diamond. Transfigured. Yeah, all it says is clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elisha. Now, we've already talked about this episode a little bit, uh, about the story in Jesus' life a little bit when we were talking about, you know, um, mountaintop experiences. Because mm-hmm. this was like a mountaintop experience for Jesus, but we didn't like deeply dive into why does he look this way? What's going on? Um they did I say they wanted to make tents? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Peter's like, yeah, let's make three tents. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. So I'll start with that. That's one of my favorite lines right there. It's just like, our buddy Jesus is uh, very shiny today. <laughs> and uh, Moses and Elijah, you know, there's dead guys up here. And it's just like, hey, Jesus, who... Wants to build you some tents? <laughs> it's just—it's a classic moment because the Bible. I love what Mark said. Like he didn't know what to say. He was terrified. <laughs> You've had those moments where, like, you're just like you don't know what to do or you don't know what to say, and you, you say just start rambling. You just say something really stupid, like, "Hey, <laughs> you gotta go buy your house real quick." You know, like it's just an awkward moment. But like we should. When we're reading it, we should share in that intensity because that's exactly what they're going through. So you know this is a weird moment. Um, I mean, that'd be terrifying if, like, if, like, random ghosts started showing up that were, like, your heroes from historical times. I mean, the point's pretty straight. Dead people showing up, right? Yeah, it would just But fly. famous <laughs> dead people is the thing. Yeah, I mean, these are these are people who are very important to the Bible, which is why they're the ones that showed up, obviously. Um but also, why did they show up? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to some extent, I'm not entirely sure if they would take it this way because Moses was seen both as like kind of the law bringer and a prophet. But when you think of like the mega law guy, you think of Moses. And when you think of like the mega prophet guy, you think of Elijah. So Jesus is always talking about being the fulfillment of the law and the prophets and it's almost like 
the head gurus on law and prophets then like show up on the mountain to talk with him as well. So you could go that route. Uh, that That's at least the way that I tend to think, why are these guys there? Looks like they're having a conference call really quick. <laughs> yeah. Before Zoom. Yeah. And they're up on a... They're up on a mountain, uh, mountains throughout. Uh, we actually talked about this at 12 Way Greenwood this past Sunday. Um, but mountains throughout history, and even into today, were known as like the abodes of the gods, if you will. Because they were remote. They were away from those pesky humans. They were, um, they were places where people thought you would have maybe a spiritual encounter. If you pay attention all throughout the Bible, there's always crazy stuff happening on mountains. Mount Sinai, Moses sees God. Mount Sinai, they're eating dinner and they look up and God's feet are like walking around up there. <laughs> there's uh, uh, Abraham when he goes to sacrifice his son to God before God's like, no, don't do that. That happens up on a mountain. The idea was up there is where God or the gods live up in the heavens and so we are walking up towards them to get to them. Well, I mean, part of that was rooted in Greek mythology too, Mount Olympus hmm. being, you know, yeah. the mountain where all the gods lived. So, because it was the tallest mountain in Greece. That's just the way that most ancient cultures would think because it's the place where heaven and earth intersect. That's the Tower of Babel story. Uh, we built our own mountain in attempts to get to God. So, because that's what ziggurats were. That's what the Tower of Babel was. These were like a... A sense into the heaven, a long stairs, stairway to heaven for your, uh, uh, first I was going to say ACDC, I know no, that's not that was right. not it. Then I was going to say Limp Biscuit. That's not it. <laughs> but I think it starts with an L. Uh-huh. Lincoln Park. Nope. Led Zeppelin. There, you go. there it is. So, yeah, you've got the, the stairway to heaven is kind of what it's Did tower. you actually know that? No. Oh, she's, good. I'm the only one who did. She's too young. I'm like 12. Come on. <laughs> she's not 12. She's not 12. Um, what, what were we talking about? Back to my catchphrase again. Going up to... Right. So, here we are on a spiritual mountain. Or we're on a mountain. We're having a spiritual experience. But who's the deity up here? <laughs> you know, it seems to be Jesus. He's here. He's glowing, and it's like, uh, what on earth is going on? And when you look at the way that they describe him, he's shiny. Uh, he's got clothes that are are whiter than white. Whiter than white, and like Jesus is is painted in the way that they thought spiritual beings looked, because. Um, just throughout, like when you look at Jewish literature, um, spiritual beings were shiny. They were bright and their clothes were bright. Uh, and so you see right here, like, if this is the way that they're thinking, like this is what angels and what spiritual beings look like. And they've been kind of slowly catching on that Jesus isn't just a human because he can walk on water and stuff. But they haven't fully caught on yet that he's God. <laughs> and in this moment, suddenly, there's someone who is not human in front of them. And they're like, uh... <laughs> you can imagine why they're like, can we build you a tent? Because <laughs> it's something like, who have we been walking around with for the last few years? 
I'm a little nervous. What are those stupid things that I said in front of the... You know, it's just... <laughs> you can imagine what they'd be going through. Just, uh, to me, the having ghosts appear like before you is kind of an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, if today that happened, how would we respond? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fear, because we're all terrified of ghosts. <laughs> It's true. We make horror movies about it all the time. I remember but, last week when they saw Jesus walking on the water and thought he was a ghost? They were terrified then, too. So. Right. <laughs> but I mean, like, what if what if they appeared to you at this point? Like, how would you respond if you were then conversing with ghosts? I'd probably go check myself into a doctor's office. So they wouldn't exactly appear entirely like you would think of a ghost because there's this interesting... When Luke is talking about the transfiguration, he says, uh, Behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. What does that mean, appear in glory? Well, to me, the way that it comes across is that Moses and Elijah, when they show up, seem to have their own kind of glory, their own kind of radiance. Not like they're they're God or whatever, but they aren't ghosts. They seem to come across as spiritual beings like like Jesus kind of is pictured here in this passage. So like to put this in in layman's terms again, it would be as if like they all had their own WWE entrance with no. the back music playing no, and the lights and no. brights. Where, where is your mind? Like, I I saw you start laughing while I was talking. I did not expect that to be the reason why. No, that's not what's going Should on. Should glory. Ah, like, well, well, it says um, there in Luke, he describes it. He was talking to two men who showed up in glory. So, like, Elijah and Moses. But, like, he recognizes them as men, not ghosts. So it's not like how we imagine ghosts, I'm assuming, at least. It's not going to be like, oh, I could see through them. They're sheer. Like, they look like men, just a little bit more spiritual. They look more epic, I guess, because they kind of look... It seems like if they're showing up in glory and they're surrounded by Jesus, who's now in his own glory, it's like, who are these these previous humans who now look kind of like mega humans? This, to me, is, I would say, it's the in-between of resurrection. So resurrection is putting on a new body that is, Paul says, it's immortal, it's imperishable. One day we get to this point where we're just like Jesus is raised from the dead and puts on a new body, and people kind of struggle to recognize him in it. Mm-hmm. So we one day put on a new body. But what happens in the meantime is there's this, like, this other state in heaven that we enter into, uh, because when you get to the book of Revelation, what's the way that Christians are described? They're described as putting on shiny, bright clothes. They're described in many ways as like kind of entering into God's glory and 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 becoming kind of the the more mega humans that God is calling them into in the resurrection. This is like maybe they're in between state on the way. So, well, because also wasn't there a passage back when Moses, like Moses, couldn't look at God because mm-hmm. it would blind him too much? Mm-hmm. But then also because he was in the presence of God long enough, he started to show bright as well. Yeah, it's almost as though like God's glory 
It's like he sucked it in and like shown it off a little bit, but could only do so much in a human state. Right. But one day when we're in God's presence, we are in a place where we can do that more. You know, it's it's hard to like tell what to do with it, but like the way that Christians are described in Revelation is we all know what spiritual beings look like, right? Christians are starting to look like that in the book of Revelation. And Jesus looks like that in this moment. And they realize this is not just any normal man. And Moses and Elijah, we asked, you know, what were they talking about? Luke says uh, they spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. In other words, we're here to talk to you. We know you're about to die. You're about to take on the cross. Maybe they're explaining how that's going to go down. Um, Maybe they're... Uh, just comforting him because they know of the difficulty that's ahead. Whatever the case is, um, that's the reason that they've come, is to to kind of counsel with him. And so that's all the more reason why Jesus tells these three disciples who came, he's like, don't tell anyone about this. Because <laughs> just imagine, like, you come down the mountain, it's like, Jesus isn't just a human, guys. You know, like, we were up on a mountain, crazy stuff happened. And then you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Yeah, but they also wouldn't kill him if they told you, right? <laughs> it's right. like you're like, whoa, don't don't kill this spiritual being, don't kill God. And like, there's obviously more going on here. And that's exactly why they show up. Is like, you're about to depart from this world and and come to us. So you see, like, in order for him to do that, these guys got to be quiet about it. But in order to validate the fact that he is God, they can speak about it after he's left, which is why he tells them, you know, like, you can bring this up later, but not right now. Okay, so as we close out, just going to clarify, re-explain really quick. Jesus has slowly been showing them that he's the Messiah. Up until the transfiguration, I don't think a lot of them have caught on to the fact that he's God. Uh, the transfiguration is a moment where where your mind's just kind of blown, like, based on what we think of spiritual beings, this guy suddenly looks like one. This is, this he is more than what we thought he was. He's not just... A prophet. Yeah, he's not just a prophet. He's not just a man. He's more than that. So there's the revelation right there, and it falls on the heels of them realizing he's the Messiah and stuff. So it's just like... More and more revelation as to who Jesus is. Transfiguration is a big part of it. But then you have dead people who have been followers of God. question has always been, what happens to you when you die? The thought was you went to Sheol. Now we see in this moment, oh, hey, the people who follow God are in heaven. And they've taken on kind of like a new state of sorts in their own kind of glory as they receive God's glory on them. Um, and so maybe this will happen to us too. You know, that, that would be like a general takeaway. And then when you get to revelation, you see John's constantly describing, if we follow Jesus, we too will become shiny. We too will put on white clothes. We too, uh, will rule with God, you know? Um, so you, you see the like constant development of like, there is more to life than this life. There is something after And then ultimately there's resurrection at the end where we put on those new bodies and come back to earth for the new heaven and the new earth. And we'll talk about resurrection on that level some other time. Uh, But for now, I think there's a lot more going on in this passage based on what they were thinking at their time than maybe we would catch when we just read it today.
So that is some thoughts on Transfiguration. Well, that's today's message on the Transfiguration. The Jackson Cloud is an online church, and it doesn't much feel like church without some more conversation. So join the community on the Discord channel. You'll find the link down below in the information. And then make sure that you like, comment, subscribe, hit the little bell thingy, and yeah, you know the deal. <laughs>